All right, welcome to the Action Shooting Show. Um, we are on part two here of the zombie running gun after action. If you're not familiar with that match, go check out our part one. If you don't want to check out our part one, there's still some really cool stages we're going to be talking about. Um, once again, please um, like and subscribe to this. It does help us out. Tell your friends about it. If you have questions, concerns, things you want us to talk about, um, think we're full of crap on something, um, please feel free to contact us on social media, Facebook, like Instagram, YouTube, whatever. We'd, we'd love to talk to you about this stuff. We love helping you guys out. So, um, you know, give us some feedback. We, we hear from people at matches. We don't hear a lot online, I guess. I mean, I'd rather hear from real people than online trolls, but it would be nice to, if you got questions, you know, shoot them. So um, we have just finished the, probably arguably the hardest stage of the match. A um, little bit more trampsing through the woods. If you did the 15K, you went around this little pond and did all this other stuff. Um and we got down into a valley where traditionally um, Tiger has done some other long-range stages. Um, Wait, I want to mention one thing. This was the only part of the course. We lost Tiger. This was the only yeah. part of the course where we got sort of lost for about 15 or 20 feet. Because it made sense to follow the fence down to the A-frame. Yep. And you were supposed to go into the woods and zigzag around. And so we... Yeah. We walked a little ways, and we were like, eh, this is too easy, and we went back. We backtracked, and then through the woods. We did We did the same thing. Uh, Tiger, we're so, talking about this was the one place in the state or in the match where we got a little bit lost. Like, the marking wasn't clear to go into the woods. We wanted to follow the, the fence down the lodge to the A-frame. And you didn't go long because you're like, no. I don't see any yeah. Yeah, this was the marking and there's a lot of marking. So we did something wrong, but we did yep. the exact same thing. I, I imagine we weren't the only ones. So, yeah, you head down, you get in this little valley. There's a field there and um, this is all rifle. Um, you have. So the way Tiger kind of sets this up is the idea. If you got two teammates, you didn't have to do this, but. You knew there's a lot of long range. Having a carbine shooter and having a more designated marksman type shooter, you know, someone with a little bit, a gun that reaches out a little bit further, was a smart plan. So well, it goes to match is, flavor. We we didn't talk about match yeah. flavor, but one thing about uh, Tiger's matches, we, one thing about Tiger's matches has always been it's a lot more DMR or sniper plus matches. And in the first year, people didn't get this, and they struggled on the long-range stuff, and people have gotten it now. This year, I wish we would have kept a count, like Azaro's watching people come through. This year was the most that people carried three guns on as a team. And so they carried one bolt action or one heavy gun, and then two rifles, or one heavy, one carbine. And so I think that was unique this year. That people, they, they got it. They understood the flavor. And so I think that was a, a positive of this year. Yeah, and you saw a lot of the, um, what would you call them, like medium caliber, medium range. Six, five, grand like, middle, six arc, stuff like that. Yeah, yep. yeah, stuff that's like, it's a small frame, but it's a little bit bigger bullet and a little bit more heft behind it. So you did see a lot of that. So with that flavor... Um, 
on the beep, one teammate had to climb up an A-frame, and they actually put like a, a piece of plywood over part of where you climb. So it did help to have like a, a teammate help you. So like I was able to scurry up over that by myself, but I had my teammate pass my rifle up because like to do both was going to be a little bit harder. So you get up on top of this A-frame. Um, tigers used it before. The top is there's a bunch of tires stacked up there. Um, you've got uh, not many, three targets up there that you shoot yeah. one, two, three, three, two, one. And I think, do you just have one shot or you have to get two rounds on it? Tiger's frozen. What, what was the question? Uh, what was it just one round on those from up top or two? Yeah. Just one? Uh, it was two. One, two, three, three, two, one. Okay, so, so just a total. single shot each time. Six yeah. total. And then the person, the other person climbed underneath the A-frame, and they had some kind of improvised positions they're shooting through, kind of tires. And they had 12 targets or something 14. like that. 14. Yeah, it was, it was seven. One through seven, seven <clears throat> through one. So this was still a this was still a very high failure rate stage. Um, I think some because of the distance. RO day, the wind was horrible, so that was going to affect it. But even on competitor day, not a lot of people finished this. Um, uh, what were five, four, five hundred out to six hundred or something like that? It was five eighty-five, five twenty-five, six sixty-six. So I had a rangefinder. I brought it up there. Even it was hard because it was a big empty field for one. Which if you've not shot in that, and I've shot this field before. Big empty fields, a target, you're not 100% sure, like, you know, that looks like a full-size Ipsic. It can be very deceptive to see how far something is. Yeah. Well, and, that and too, like, they were on the edge of a wood line. So yeah. it seemed like they were all pretty much even, but they were definitely stacked back. And then so when you're trying problem. to shoot a laser at a wood line, you know, the target's a little bit in front of it. It's real easy to hit the wood line and not that. And it was, it was certainly not the it wasn't hard but it wasn't easy that that's for sure i mean it, it, it yeah. obviously because a lot of people failed out on this um how did you yeah. guys do did you you guys didn't clear this did you mark no i i ranged it i hit the right range and then i dialed wrong and so i missed missed ranged it again and drosser was sitting there he's like you ranged it right and i was like so I looked at my stock where I have my thing. I was like, oh, shit. You know, I cranked it back to where it was. And then by then, we were out of time. And I was like, John, let me get it. Just click, ding. You know, I hit it. But it was just off the time. And then what got me, so this goes back to last year. This stage, I was, I pooped the bed, to say it in a nice way. And so this year, I was so much more conscious about getting steady in the tires and like being set up right. And I wasted so much time doing that, that finally when I ranged it wrong, I was in the perfect position to shoot it wrong. You know what I mean? And so I missed it and then finally got it. And then my wife, she had a couple, but she wasn't gonna run them either because she was now, it was perpendicular to the wind underneath. And so I was fighting left to right and she was fighting I guess straight on or straight off of the wind. 
And so it was a different problem for her down there too. And so the wind again just ate our lunch on that day. Yeah, and and like I said, but even on Saturday, like there wasn't a whole lot of people completing that stage. Um, and I don't, I mean, it is 180 seconds is not as much time as you would think. And I forgot to add, after that, once both teammates were done, they had to communicate that they were both done. The person on top had to shoot a uh, Sasquatch at 200 yards, maybe something like that. It, one. 100? One. Yeah. It, it felt yeah. pretty, pretty close. But even um, climbing the A-frame, getting over that four by four, four by eight sheet of plywood, that was on your run time or on your shoot time. So yeah. if you spent 20 or 30 seconds on that, you know, just getting up or handing the rifle up, you know, all that, you know, we're not all little monkeys like Ryan. So, you know, we can't, well, my wife is trying to push me up there and yeah, <laughs> so. it, um, so I was proud of myself on this one. And and we completed it, which which makes me happy because that was a tough stage. Um, it definitely wasn't the fastest time. I I have a habit of rushing shots, like not not getting in that just blasting away, but I but I have trouble with that visual patience sometimes. And this stage, I was really proud of myself because it's like I looked at it's like okay, I don't know how how long that is. I took the time to. Get my, you know, I had my laser ready, but like, lays the target. Okay, there it is. Dial my dope. Get on. Okay, I found it. There it is. I got the right distance. Get on the next one. Laser it. Do that. And and I did the things, and I get that third one, and now I remember the next two. But I was, and then halfway through, like, I had shifted a little bit, and I wasn't in the, you know, I felt like I was wobbling a little. Okay, I got to readjust my position real quick. And it wasn't like I was taking forever on anything but i was giving myself the patience to do what i needed to do to make those shots which is not something you know sometimes you especially as time ticks on i can get to that rush try hurry which which doesn't work and even to say like after i got that sixth target there's this yeti and i'm dialed out to 500 yards i'm dialing back down to zero adjusting over and like I know time is ticking and if you don't make it it's a DMF but I still I got to get down I got to get steady I got to get my target on and I got to get that shot off you know but I got to be aimed I got to do the the process to make that that hit and um that's something I just personally struggle with I like to just I like you know it's that three gunner in me I like to go fast and um I was proud of myself for not letting the time get into my head and to just do the process as I had planned to do it, and and it paid off in this case. You know, it was like I said, we didn't finish it by a whole lot. I mean, we were 160 seconds, something like that, 170. Like it was close to the end, but but I gave myself the time to do it, and um, that worked out. So you know, maybe there's a lesson in there for somebody else. Like you, you can't you can't rush. You know, the saying you can't miss fast enough to win. If you're not hitting the targets because of something, you know, Mark dialed wrong it wasn't maybe he was rushing maybe it wasn't a rush you know it's 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 hard to tell after the fact but like if you catch yourself rushing and making those mistakes you're, you're not going to complete a tough stage like that so well the funny thing too is like when we got done and we saw the pictures that were taken my wife was shooting offhand for like three of the hits that she got and then she settled down in the targets so i was like what were you doing there? She's like, I don't know. They were right there. So I just hit them. And then I was like, 
Yeah, but settle down, you know, like you're standing above the tires and then afterwards she settled down in the tires, you know, it just experience kind of things. And I, I was going to say, like doing this now on eight years of competitive shooting, there's a lot of things that we do that are just we've seen this before. We've been in the situation. We just do what we do because we we know this is kind of the way. And, and you know, I try to help. At matches after matches, if I remember, I try to help some of the newer people I see. Like, you know, you were standing up to shoot these, and then you sat down, you know, to shoot these, and you could have seen them all from the seated position. So you kind of wasted five, ten seconds doing that, you know, just and, and you were slower because you're shooting offhand instead of resting. I mean, I, I when I see it, I kind of try to throw some stuff out there to, to people, just you know, not that I'm the best shooter out there, but I've done it long enough. I, I I know some of the little shortcuts to like making it easy, <laughs> a little bit easier I'm, than what it could be. I do want to brag though, because I want to get the picture of her shooting printed out because she's got the perfect finger off the trigger when she's aiming. And it's just like, yes, honey, you're doing it right. <laughs> you're going. <laughs> That's great. I don't know, are you still, uh, I think Tiger's. Nope. There you are. Can you hear us? Uh, hopefully his internet gets a little bit better here. We'll get him in. Um, it was a fun stage, but it was um, it was a challenge. Big big wide open fields and this um, was another one was like with a, only four or five people finish this one. This was very very hard. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Tiger, did you have anything to add to that stage down in the valley? Um, more people struggled with the short targets than I thought. Like, there were a few teams that the top guy finished and the bottom guy didn't, and that surprised me because those were big targets at not very far ranges, but the weird position was just enough to throw people off. And it wasn't even really a hard position. It was just a little weird. It was it was kind of tires, right? Which Yeah, it, not was, always... it was one tire. Yeah, yeah, it was one tire, and you had to go under something to get to the tire. Um, but yeah, it, it was just a little weird. Like I said, it wasn't hard. It was just a little, but then people really did struggle. Like the furthest one on that set of seven was at like 170 yards and it was a 12 inch plate. Like it was, you know, gigantic. Yeah. AR AR 15. I really don't care where you're zero. Like within reason, I don't care where you're zeroed 12 inch plate at 170 yards. Like if you hold the center of that plate, you're most ammo, most guns, most zeros, like you're going to, that's yeah. point blank range. <laughs> point and click. Yeah, so, it was, put the dot on the target, but, squeeze the But like, you know, I've shot, you know, the one that gets me is shooting off like a rope or like a strap yeah. or something like that. And the gun recoils weird and it's just like, you get into weird situations weird. and it's, some it's people not, just don't, yeah, you don't you do it every day. It, it's just weird. Yeah. No. Yep, 100%. My partner shot through all those so quick, and then, like, again, this is one of those stages. He's done, and I'm up here like, crap, it's on me now. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it is what it is. So, um, there, you headed kind of back up towards the lodge, headed um, up out across around. over a fence, out yeah. and around, and then one of the classic stages. We talked about the Guardian version of this recently, but... Beware of bathrooms. 
This is this is a zombie special. Um, it's, it's one it, of my favorites. Uh, I, I, I love this stage so much. Just describe describe it this year. It was a little bit different, and uh, this ate a lot of lunches, but for kind of a different reason than normal. Yeah. So everyone kept asking me um, about the injury, right, on the healing spell stage back in. Well, what are you going to make us do? Shoot offhand at 35 yards? Or, well, if we're in the shitter, we can't, you know, it can't really be a leg thing and yada, yada, yada. So what I did was I bought a bunch of vet wrap and whatever your dominant eye was, I covered your shooting glasses with vet wrap. Cover your dominant eye. And I, Mike Ford borrowed this stage and I put Mike on it because I knew he would pay attention to what side the holster was on, right? Like, if you're cross-eyed dominant, hey, congratulations, you have an advantage in this one weird scenario, right? <laughs> but yeah, and uh, which I yeah, which which happens, which happened, yeah. Um, but it was pretty basic. Uh, partner one standing outside had to hold the the door open. Um, they with didn't a string. To, yeah, with a string, with a rope. They didn't have to hold the rope in their hand. They could stand on it. They could do whatever they wanted with it. Um, I did because it really wasn't that heavy. I just grabbed it and pulled it. Leslie, my partner, sat in the shitter. She was the injured person. Uh, the other person had to stay in the in the shitter the whole time. There were 35 uh, flippers of various sizes and shapes from, I think the closest one was at eight yards. And the furthest one was at 35 or 36 yards. Like that's a shot. That's a pistol. That's a, that's a heck of a pistol shot. Um, uh, and then you had to declare done. And, and, and that part. was what, and that that's what part. got people. There was a lot of targets fairly, I don't want to say fairly dense wood, but a lot of targets in tree lines and bushes and yeah, they weren't hidden. But it was very easy, apparently, to overlook a target and say, I'm done. And then, oh, here's a target standing up. And then target, uh, I don't think we mentioned yet in this, but at Tiger's match, if you fail, if, if you, D, you DNF the stage, if anything's not completed, it's yeah. a DNF. So you could have shot everything in 10 seconds, just smoked it. You shot everything but one target, and you're like, oh, we're done. And that one target's up. 180 seconds. Yep. So, yeah. um, zombies eat you. You die. Sorry. <laughs> so, this is what I was saying earlier about this is where Red Dot actually helped because if you're shooting a non dominant eye, a Red Dot is still your friend. You know, a Red Dot will still help you. And so, my wife shot non dominant because she was injured on the first one and she's in the bathroom. She's shooting her side. I'm shooting my side. But the way the trees were, is that I couldn't see the angle that she should have seen. And so I'm shooting, I'm running through everything. I'm thinking we're good. And then I, I crouch down and I'm like, there's targets to the right. And she's like, huh? You know, like, huh? <laughs> and she, she pans over. And so I'm crouched down shooting under the bushes and I'm shooting through trees and she's shooting, you know, now she has to pan over to shoot through this. 
And so we actually had a good time on that one. We overall good time on that. But it was one of those where it's like, there's stuff way over under there that I couldn't see standing. So I'm crouched down and she's trying to shoot across. And so that was an interesting thing for us. It was it was a 45 degree field of fire, which is fairly wide. Like a lot of people don't realize, even on big wide open bay stages, you're really only painting 15, 20, 30 degrees. I had a full 45 degrees field of fire on this one. And that's that's a lot to have to to search through. I mean, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. So like me and my partner, our thing was like, well, we'll shoot everything. We're like, don't be in a rush to say done. Yeah, because it's off the last shot. It's off your exactly. Which we said it's off your last shot. So if we get done, let's say we get done in 20 seconds. If we take 160 seconds to look around and the and the buzzer beeps, we still got 20 second time. You know, yeah. we just you just yeah. gotta call. And so we we cleared it all. I mean, it was, but it, but we did a good, you know, we did a good search and assess. That's you're you're just teaching people to search and assess. I like that. That's we're yeah. getting our tactical. Uh, so I will say, um, I watched the winning team, Mike Ford. You know, jackass that he is, taking home all the all the all the hardware. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Mike Ford and Trevor Saunders, I watched them shoot this stage, um, and. If it hadn't been flippers, like if I'd had static steel out there and you were trying to follow hit, you wouldn't have been able to call it. No, it's it, impossible. impossible. Like yep. there was so much going on watching those two shoot this stage that I literally couldn't track it. Um, it it was it was truly something to to watch. Like it was it was something to watch. Yeah. Uh, well, there's a reason they won the match. Yes. And they are yeah. they were the dream team this weekend. Uh, Mike's normal partner wasn't able to make it he kind of got trevor last <laughs> which is a great but yeah so it was going to be john hutt which he's won God the match him. with before and john hutt's an amazing shooter if there is somebody that you could replace with john hutt trevor saunders would be it we're yeah. talking these are legion uh operator class this is first and second saunders was first ford was like second to him by like almost nothing the difference the, in those two so you take the top two shooters at legion i think arguably at least on the east coast we'll say that's the premier like legion brings yeah. out the top top shooters on the east coast and I would outside say the east coast that those three ford saunders hut are arguably the top three running gunners in the country where Maybe. where Sean Murphy doesn't show up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and there are probably three or four guys in Texas that are also arguably the top three running gunners in the country. Like, but yeah, definitely on the East Coast, uh, those three guys are and that's, are that's what I'm speaking for. These are phenomenal yeah. shooters. So they just they just destroy. Now here's the second part. I'm gonna tell on Mike a little bit. I think I think most people if you've talked to him know this. The other thing about having Mike RO that is because I know a handful of people complained because they have vision impairments with whatever their non-dominant eye is. Mike Ford has from birth a issue with his left eye where even with a contact, it's basically useless. Like he, with a contact, he can see and that's about it. Like it, this is not good. So 
he's texting me, you know, he's like, or talking to me later about people complaining, well, I have this thing. And Mike's like, I, I got no time for this. Like, I can't see. And I'm pretty sure he was the one in yeah, the. Yeah. yeah, he was. He was the one shooting with the dominant eye covered. He's got a very little vision and still made do with it. Made So it's like, so that's a good person to have there because. Like, Rise, I may have a little bit of say. He's got zero cares. He's like, yeah, sucks to be you. It sucks to be me in that position. Yeah, and Dude, that's – Deal with know, it. And that's kind of part of it, though, is I get it. You're, you know, you're blind in your non-dominant eye. Um, you need to think about that as a, as a like, in a real-life situation, you know. And do I think you're going to have your eye covered like this? No, probably not. But if you get hit in the well, head – Blood makes it hard to see. And, yeah, you know, you got blood flowing or even just a bruise. If you've got a black eye and it's swollen a little bit and it's like this or rain falling on you, like, all of that affects your vision. May may not be as much, but, you know, are you rendered completely useless by that? Yeah. I had, when I was younger, I cut my eye, right eyebrow, enough that it needed stitches. I'm telling you what, there's enough blood there. I I thought I couldn't see. Like I thought my eye was, it it, it bleeds a lot. So yeah, so yeah. This was in uh, your in your amateur WWF days, right? Where you'd cut cut the eyebrow just for show. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to point out now we've jumped ahead. We skipped a stage. We skipped the bug hunt in the woods. Now that you guys are talking about bugs, yeah, that was in way way back. Yeah, we skipped the uh, stage there. That was yeah. So um, let's let's yeah, talk about bug hunt. healing spells. Yeah, there's so, a lot of stages in this match. There's a lot. Of let's stages. hit that real. Let's hit it, that real quick. Flashback to ever, earlier in the match. The most ever in a single match. Right. So. So um, this one, I mean, this was a pretty simple stage. I think most people probably completed this one, if I had to guess. It was a higher DNF rate than you'd think. Really? Um, Both teammates started inside of a uh, UTV. Yeah. And side by side. side. And you didn't even draw your pistol, did you? You already had it out. It was on the dash because I didn't want to draw seated. Yeah, because you're sitting next to each other. And and they had a handful of targets out there. Eight or ten or ten. And you guys just had to shoot them all. Yeah. Um. But they were kind of hidden. Yeah, yeah, they weren't easy, but but they, they were, were painted literally lime green. That was the color of paint was lime green. Yeah. Um, like, <clears throat> and the biggest complaint I heard was, well, it was hard to rest on the steering wheel and get stable. And I was like, so maybe oh. don't. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I think I think I rested. And it was fi- like I don't know if it was a steering wheel or the dash or what, but like it was fine. Like, See, I, I, I would say, for the sake of discussion, I would say that doesn't even matter because they weren't hard targets. It, if we want to have a real discussion about this stage, it was that it was impossible to RO. It was, yeah. it was hard to RO. targets would flip down and flip back up, and you hadn't... They, they weren't flippers. They, weren't, they just, they just hit. hit. Yeah, they just hit. Yeah. yeah. So there was only one RO there when we shot it, and how could that one RO watch 10 targets being shot by two people as fast as they could so when when the winning time was like 12 seconds yeah or faster yeah. Right. um 
the the ROs, yeah, on RO day there was one person there. Um and and I'm gonna catch all kinds of shit for this statement. I trust my ROs to RO themselves honestly. Like you and Kayla are not gonna say I hit that target when you didn't. Right. I you know. Crucifying. At the same time, at the same time, though, for competitive equity, it's really hard to say, well, Tiger, I shot all those. Your RO wasn't watching fast enough. We were we were on those. We we hit that yeah. one behind the tree. Like it's I'm not trying to shit on you because obviously I'm not shitting on you. But no. that was one of those where it was like we're all shooting as absolutely fast as we can. Some people kind of again poop the bed on it where they were like one one two two three like they did not do it right but it was so tricky to say because what we did was outside in and how do you say those were hits those were hits those were hits those were hits you know working in that's this stage was the major suffering point of having 13 stages on on ro day where i had 30 people on the course, you know, like Ryan, you are yeah. by yourself on the long range stage, but that was an easy stage to RO by yourself for the most part. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That, that wasn't bad. Yeah. This, you, yeah. You know, I should have yeah. had flippers for this stage. Yeah. 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 And there's a couple things. It's a live and learn thing. I'll say in general, like if there's pissed could be fast pistol in a stage, even if it's just one shooter, like you get the well, you got to double tap them, or you got to go one, two, yeah. three. It 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 can be hard to call hits with yep. some of the faster shooters. So, um, it is what it is. Um, uh, you know, match match directors need to do what they can to try to minimize that. ROs do your best. If you're a competitor and the RO doesn't call what you think is clearly a hit, uh, remember, yeah. remember they're not trying to screw you. Like they're trying right. to keep up and do a good job, yeah. and Sometimes th- these matches are understaffed because there's not enough people or crap happens, you know. W- literally, you know, everyone's got lives and jobs. Like someone's, you know, mom gets sick, their wife gets sick, they can't come. Now we're an RO or two down, and that RO is trying to call hits, make sure that you're safely doing what you're supposed to do, you know, because like calling hits is only the, one part of the RO's job. Right. Making sure that everyone's safe is the number one. So, it, it you know, it I, I've never been at a match or seen an RO, like, intentionally screw someone. And I've been doing this a mm-hmm. long time. Like, it, you know, there's, you know, does it happen? Is it happened somewhere? Yeah, it doesn't right. happen often. And it probably isn't happening to you. So just extend a little grace. Because I have seen people get kind of wound up at even running guns. It's like, it, this is, you know... W- extend a little grace to the people because you know the free match fee you know most most matches you are you get a free match fee maybe a place to stay and some food but like you know we we were there thursday early you know or thursday night you know some of these people were setting up beforehand but even then like i ro'd all of thursday or friday by myself and then i ran the match and then i go out and try to and if it's a multi-day match like legion like i mean Gosh, this year, Legion, I worked and ran on RO day on Friday. I worked RO all of Saturday. 
literally all of Saturday because I worked a, a night match on that, and then I RO it all Sunday. And it's like okay. by Sunday afternoon, like if you want to bitch at me because you think I missed something, it's like sorry, like I'm doing my best. <laughs> well, no, but, this is a, this is actually a good point to say. All right, if you're watching this show, you've already been into this for a half hour or more, and you think running guns pretty cool. This is a a volunteer sport, like three gun, like anything else. Like if you care enough about to do it, can you find an extra day to go out and RO? Can you, and even if you're not a certified RO, because there's no certified ROs in run and gun, can you find the time to come out there and be part of the game? And then you'll learn so much more. When I took the RO class for USPSA, they said, you'll never be a better USPSA shooter than learning the RO game. You know, like when you take this class, you'll learn how to be a better shooter. The same thing goes for run and gun, three gun, anything like that. PRS, I'm sure it's the same thing. It's like when you commit yourself to the sport, you're becoming a better member of the sport. You know, you're you're putting in your time and you're getting out what you want out of this. And so take that yeah. away. If If nothing else, like this is just fun to listen about the match, but think about Hey, maybe this isn't my match. I don't care. But some match, if you can get out there a day early and help out, that it's dividends forever. You know, everybody appreciates you, that. Yeah. Even if you're like, well, I don't feel comfortable running a timer or like the say we all need a scorekeeper. I can teach you to run if it's practice score or even a sheet, like I can teach you run and gun scorekeeping in five minutes, you know, by 30 minutes you're a professional and you know exactly what you're doing and you know like i'll run a timer i got no problem running the timer for every shooter the whole weekend as long as i'm not getting blasted by muzzle brakes right so my wife straight, is a like, perfect example of this like my wife's never ro'd anything but i'll run the timer she'll run the scorecard and we're fine we got the whole match there and it's not hard for her to write down a time and your wait time stuff like that and she's, it's value added. You know, it's, it keeps the match flowing. It helps everybody. And so that kind yeah, of thing. And, uh, yeah. At run and gun, if you've got someone to run timer, run tablet, and then one more person to like corral people as they're like, they're coming in and out of the stage, like three people at a run and gun, you can get a stage running like clockwork. Mm -hmm. If it's two people, it's a little bit harder. If it's, I mean, and I've run being RO day, I've run a lot of, stages by myself just because of the nature of it like it sucks <laughs> yeah it's really but hard we, to do we help people even on on shoot day for this match we helped on the the wounded or the healing spells we yeah. showed up and there's one guy running it and so kayla and i took over and helped just make that work it's like yeah we yeah. can do it yeah i i finished up saturday and the stage i was our own had a bunch of people and the stage my partner was doing was already done by the time we we went to another stage and like there's five ROs there and man that just ticked by. I mean it yeah. was so we so. sent Jerry to one stage and then we went to another stage. That's how it's how it should go, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, help out guys. This is like like you said, this is a volunteer sport. ROs aren't getting paid anything. The match directors aren't making any money. Like they're not they're not buying Cadillacs and Ferraris for being out there, you know, Range Rovers or whatever. It my, and you're thinking, well, what's all this? My go, go on, consistent profit has been able to buy me and Dustin Jones Subway on the way home every year. <laughs> yeah. 
like we got a GoFundMe going. We have a GoFundMe going now for fifteen grand. Yeah, it's gonna take Get care of Tiger. Match. He's got kids. We got to think about that. You know, let's let's children. Let's let's pitch in here. <laughs> and if you ask, well, where is all this money going? Well, in the case like Tiger, you know, this is raising money. A lot of times, sometimes they're raising money for foundations, funds, things like that. But even when they're not, like ranges are really expensive to run. If you're renting out a whole weekend, a lot of times they're closing stuff down, so they got to be recuperated for that. They're buying steel, they're buying targets, they're buying the paper for you know backup scoring, they're buying pasters, they're buying tablets this year. Tablets because right. yeah, Legion. Look at what Legion's doing. Legion is all about the Gold Star families. You know, same yeah. sort of thing. Like, do you believe in what we're doing out here for those families? Help the, out. The people putting these matches on are the the MDs are losing money. The the you know and the mat the ROs are spending their money to go out there to do all this. Like just because I've talked to people, I run a local match and people are like, you know, I like, yeah, this is volunteer. No one's making money. Oh, you're not making money on this. <laughs> no. no, like it, it costs me gas money to come out here. It costs me. I buy things for the match that I'm not going to go take a receipt to the club for $15. I mean, no. you know what I mean? Like it's, it's just, I put a lot of time, money, and energy at home into this because I want to do it and I want to help the community. Just keep that, you know, we'll finish our public service announcement. But keep that help in mind. Help if you can. Do help it. if you can. Do what you I can. I can't always. Right. I RO every match because I, I do find some enjoyment in it. Don't feel like you have to RO every match. But if you shoot 10 matches next year and you didn't RO a single one of them, I may look at where you're priorities are and what you're doing because you should and probably be helping at one of it's those. more fun like, it's way more yeah. fun but it is, uh, it is another thing i talked to a lot of new guys that that zombie was their first match and so you say like they they came up to me and they're like how do we do more of these it's like well here's where you find them but when you find them you have to make them happen you know what i mean like it doesn't just happen organically you have to help to make this happen. So that kind of stuff is important. Yeah. And, and here's a cheat. Here's a cheat, guys. I, I'm I'm gonna get in trouble for saying this. Some of these matches that are I'm gonna say we're wrong. Some of these matches that are really really hard to get into, ROs automatically get in. If you can get your name on the list and you do a good job at it, these match directors will go, Hey, can you RO this match? Heartbreak sold out in 50 seconds this year, something like yeah. that. And I, everyone's like, oh gosh, it's seven o'clock. I got to get on and I'm doing whatever the heck I want because they said, yeah, once everyone gets on, just fill out and the ROs will preview. So that's, there's, there's the cheat code. So just go help out. It's fun. You get to drink a lot of bourbon with your friends. And, um, this year, uh, Tiger, this is maybe the most bourbon that's been consumed at a heartbreak. I, or at a, a, a zombie, there was a pretty sub, uh, impressive collection of empty bottles by the end of Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> we did what we could. We did what we could. Um, <laughs> all right, moving on. We, we've, we've detoured long enough. Um, the next stage was also a high failure rate stage. This one, you went down this little valley, and it was pretty steep, and it was not hateful going down, but it was steep. 
And then you went up as far as you went down plus a little bit. And I think you it got was more to, hateful going down. I think it was more it was hateful tough. going down. Yeah. And I'll be honest, uh, driving a UTV from Bug Hunt to that stage was so much fun. It's fun, a little on the sketchy side. Like I told Tiger, I was like, I rolled one. He did. <laughs> he put one on its side. He told me what to do, and I drove this UTV. And I'm I ride dirt bikes, quads, you know, UTV. So like off roading and some sketchy stuff is not something that worries me. But like. I told him after that, I was like, if you send anyone out there who doesn't have experience with a UTV or driving off-road, do not send them that way. Because, I mean, I I, I locked the thing up at one point because there was a pretty bumpy hill and I was downshifting, you know, engine braking down some of the hills. It was sketchy. But uh, you get up the hill, you get to the top, there's a little rise and <clears throat> it actually kind of goes down and up again. And this is the rightfully the long range stage. I think... We call things long range and running guns sometimes that are 200 or 300 yards or four or 500. <clears throat> this year, the furthest target was right at 1K, so 1,000 yards, um, which yeah. is why, like, I brought a 6.5 out. I've got an 18-inch 5.56 that even with 77 grains, like 800 yards, I'm, I'm going transonic. Like, if I get one to 1,000, it's just a hope and a prayer. So um, <clears throat> I worked this stage on Friday. Um, you had 10 targets. You had two shooters. You could break them up however you wanted. I think generally what most people, the plan was the carbine shooter is shooting the closer ones. Your precision shooter is shooting the further ones. And the shoot order was target one, target 10, two, nine, Three, seven, uh, four, six, six five. Uh, I got off idea. there. Yeah, but yeah, you, you get, get the idea. idea. So most people, the carbine shooter was shooting the first target and working their way out. The precision shooter shot that 10 and worked their way in. As you got towards the middle, there was a little overlap sometimes. But um, so that thousand yard couldn't be hit until the closest which was uh 150 or something like that was shot was it 100 exactly okay so you worked your way out um the thousand yard shot was big and generous friday the wind was horrible so most of friday if you missed i mean at one point we had a six five creedmoor shooter on the thousand yards uh bolt gun that was holding over two and a half mils of wind to the left and missing still a good deal to the right. So yeah. um, the wind was, was crazy. And this valley had a couple dips in it. So like at the shooter, and this is, this is a wind thing, at the shooter, the wind was coming from your back. Like you could feel the wind on your back. But halfway down the valley – there is a clear, distinct cut across over the over top of the trees, which you're going to arc your bullets pretty high in this. That was really blowing it side to side. So and if, if you're watching on glass, there was a lot of other stuff happening between you and that. But the predominant thing was a lot of left to right wind. And right. simple, simple in theory, 
hard in application because the thousand yard was big. The one in front of that, uh, nine something, still kind of big, but a little bit smaller. And then, it was but the same those, size. was it the, was it the same size? Mm-hmm. But as it came up, they got uh, smaller for sure. Yeah. The, and, and even the, the carbine shooter, you had a couple close ones, but then like there was one at like three hundred something that that shrunk down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that was so, the that was the smallest MOA target yeah. on this stage. Was it three hundred yeah. yards? Yeah, it was still so that, three and a half MOA, but yeah. So we for for me. I, it took me eight shots to get on the thousand when I cold board the 930 last year. And yeah. I had a spotter. I had a spotter. He, he kept saying, you're just right of the target. But he didn't have a real good clear. He didn't tell me just right what that meant. Now, you guys have seen this guy before. He's called He's a lot about, of things. <laughs> He's yeah, not nice things. things. But I ended but, up being I, two mils, like Ryan was saying. I was two mils left. To get on at a thousand, which is a shit ton. And yeah. Gener- generally, I try to say like you're half a target, you're a full target. I don't know what I was saying when Mark was there. If you don't have like a reticle in your spotting scope, which I didn't, it, it gets really hard to call. Like if I have a reticle, I can just tell him how many mills I see him off. But it was right, and I don't hold this against Ryan because obviously it's on me Clearly. as a shooter. I was I was getting help. Help is help is yeah. better than nothing. You know, think about this. I it's on me to get on that target. He was giving me something. And, and so and I kept it, moving left and left and left. And then finally I was off the plate left before I hit. And then my wife was shooting the close stuff. And then by the time, like you guys said, 300, she couldn't hit the 300. And so when I came down to the 300, we ran out of time. Cause I had to draw back down to get to 300 and by then we were out of time because I had spent so much time at a thousand. The the hard part with this stage, even on f- Saturday with less wind, so the thousand yard was big, and you did have some areas where you could see some splash. Once you got to the nine hundred, there were some bushes and brush around it and grass and stuff, and there was very few times I could call misses on the yeah. nine hundred. If you didn't see Trace, it was really hard to call the 900. Yeah. And yeah. then once you got to target eight, which I forget the distance on that, it started to get a little bit smaller, which made it challenging. So, um, like it, it was, it was kind of a, a challenging. It was, it was funny. My, my partner, I, I got everything. We completed this stage as well. I got everything down to, like, target seven, I think. And I was struggling a little on that. Well, my partner's not doing anything. So he starts shooting at it. He ended up shooting the target seven, which really should have been the one that I shot. And then five and six were really, really close to the same distance. Like for the size targets, they were pretty much the same distance. So I ended up hitting hard, I think. Yeah. So I ended up hitting the five and then the six right after so i kind of made made up for my my miss there but um did any uh, i don't think anybody got the long range on the ro day and with our win drosser drosser and oh uh, yeah 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 and ben Ben got it but they were the only ones and i and a couple people got very very close but um 
yeah, it was it was a tough day. And, and then Friday or Saturday, more people got it, but not one like it was a high completion stage either. Well, I think eight or ten teams, same as last year, same as like the average. Yeah. So yeah, we got it, and it was. I mean, we didn't set up. Um, you had two shooting positions if you wanted. You had a uh uh what were you called? trailer yeah. trailer that had a platform on it and then both people could use that the other person could sh- one person could shoot there one person could shoot prone they also had a um like a kind of janky janky looking but solid enough tripod yeah so i think like like my partner used the tripod to rest off of and then i shot off the platform I saw a couple people both try to shoot off the platform. I don't know that that was the strategy, as Mark's mentioned earlier. Two people shooting off the same thing, even if you're not shooting at the same time, it's it's really easy. I mean, if that one person's trying to spot for you or trying to be still and moves a little as you're breaking the shot, you're you're kind of out of luck. So it wasn't a two vets tripod, though. Let's be clear. No, 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 it no. Was no. A, it was it not. Was... It was, but it was. It looked really janky. It was more solid than I would have expected right. by how it looked. Yeah. It was it was very doable for that situation. So yeah. um, so after that, you head off into the woods. You go through the woods a little bit, and you come upon. I hope Tiger can help me out here, because or Mark, I don't remember what the next stage is. Dueling trees. Yes. No. No. Not well, for the 10K. for the 10k it was dueling trees, but for the 15k I don't know what you guys did. Texas stars. Oh, uh, Texas stars. Oh, you guys had to go explain, up and around. Yeah, explain that one because I don't I don't remember that stage. Completely. Okay. So you start. Um, <clears throat> there are, I think there were eight, no six, six rifle targets across a pond. Um, oh. This was a good stage. Yes, I do remember this now. Yeah, this, this is this, this is one of my favorites. Um, and you start I, I behind cover, quote unquote. There's like a double barrel laying on the ground, and you're you're behind it. Um, clear the rifle targets. Yeah. So each of you, so he said, there's six of them. Each of you have to shoot it. Yeah. So yeah, one yeah. partner shoots the first one, then the second one shoots it, and then yes. you go to the next target. One, 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 one. So. 12 hits, six for each shooter. Uh, and they yeah. were, yeah, they were a little hidden in the woods, not crazy hidden, but, um, but that's always fun. Like two people railing on, you know, cause I'm whoever's shooting first, that next guy's like trying to break that shot as soon as that first one hits, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a, yeah. that's a fun, that's a fun stage. And then you, you ground your rifles safely <clears throat> and you, run over to a barricade and around both sides of a barricade, you shoot two Texas stars at about 20 yards. Um, Yeah. And however you want one, one shooter could shoot every one of them. Yeah. However you you want split them up. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, And a lot of people, uh, or no, no, no. Before you get to the barricade, you had to pick up the box. Um, uh, yeah, a, a box of treasure. Yeah, a heavy it, box. It was heavy. It was heavy. Yeah. Um, and get to the barricade. You can set the box down, shoot, shoot your Texas stars, and then you pick the box back up, run back to your rifles, and you have to hit all of the targets once. Like you don't yeah, have to double same tap. Same thing. 
Yeah. Uh, no, I, th- I think they made us double tap. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, each, yeah. like each teammate had to shoot at one yeah, time. Right, so yeah, basically right, just right. do it again. Yeah. Yeah, we had some problems because I was shooting first, and I knocked one of the targets off with my 6'5". If you so knock it off, conf- done. <laughs> well, but then the RO was like, well, double this, and it got a little confusing. We lost yeah, a little yeah. time there because but, they, yeah. But this was so, a really dynamic stage. There was a lot going on. Um, but I, I, I had a lot more fun shooting it than I thought I was going to. Um, and everything just kind of came together. The Texas stars, uh, I felt like we're at the right distance. They were the right different, like this was one of the stages that, um, actually some of my ROs designed Paul, uh, Paul Brooks and Aaron Hawkins designed this. And then I built it to their specs as best as I could, um, and so I didn't know how it was going to work because, again, I didn't design it. And, you know, there's always a little bit of trepidation there. And yep. it, uh, it it really did just come together beautifully. Uh, I felt like I don't I don't know how how you felt like it went, but I felt like it just went great. I loved it. And there was there was just enough movement. So you pick that box up and it wasn't real close. Like there was just enough movement to get you a little smoked. Yeah, put the box down and then shoot and then enough movement back with that, that like we didn't come even close to timing out. But there's enough happening that you really feel like you got to stay on the gas the whole time because like there's a lot going on and I need to get back and and finish shooting this. And I don't know where, you know, because you lose all track of time once you start doing stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, I thought phenomenal stage. I'm glad you. Yeah, I had forgotten all about that, but that was an awesome, awesome stage. Did you offhand on the second set of rifle? Um, I think we rested because our gr- our guns were on the ground, and there was already something there you could rest, like a barrel or something you could yeah. rest off of. So I, I I offhanded it. I just picked it up. Leslie rested. Um, she was my partner. She shot it. She she went mm-hmm. down, and but I just stood there and like, but I was yeah. shooting a short. A, I was shooting a sbr ar with a can so not a big heavy six five you know like yeah yeah that my six five weighs like 10 pounds not that i i can offhand it but but, well my my dsu weighs 12 but you know i'm a real man um (laughs) well and this one like i said you pick up the gun off the ground i don't know you could offhand them they were not particularly huge targets but they were Six inches uh, probably. Like six to ten inch. I think my biggest one was ten. The shields yeah, are ten. The 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 Lucas Oil shields are ten. So yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, I mean it, it was definitely doable. At sixty to I, seventy yards, like yeah, I I mean it, you could you it's certainly doable to offhand all of them. I was probably faster rested. Yeah. But, right. So, um, yeah, that was a good stage. So, um, from there. Then I think you went to dueling trees. The dueling dueling trees. trees. So when we get to so. the dueling trees, we were out of ammo. Like we didn't think we even had to shoot that dueling trees. Mm-hmm. We thought it was 15k because we had no ammo left. And we're like, all right, every shot has to count on these dueling trees. And so we were very slow and deliberate just to survive and have enough ammo to get to the end on the dueling trees and there was there's places to rest your pistol 
but you wouldn't think to do it unless you knew you only had, you know, like 15 rounds. And so that was our big problem on the dueling trees. We finished that one. We did fine. I know that a lot of people ran out of ammo on the dueling trees and they zeroed the next stage because they had no ammo, which goes all the way back to that first stage we talked about where you shot those long long range pistols. (laughs) And so we didn't even, on 10K, we didn't have to do that, but we just had no pistol ammo left. And so we got yeah, through it. I All was, it was, so, so I guess to describe it, it was yeah. dueling tree, one, two, three, four, five, six, move up closer, one, two, three, four, five, six, move closer, one, two, three, four, five, six. And it was, you just had to make those hits. And then actually... One of the problems, and other people had this problem too, far away, a nine millimeter really wasn't barely enough to flip the pistol around. And so I thought we were going to zero it because I shot a plate and it just laughed at me. It just like pop and didn't move. It didn't flip around. I was like, well, that's, that's this stage. We should just DNF it now. And I, I set down, there was a piece of wood there at that first position, I sat down and I shot the very edge of it to send it around. And that was enough to keep us moving forward. But like, we were out of ammo. We were, you know, we were counting ammo coming up to that stage and like rationing stuff to go up to it. And so that was a tough stage. It was a fun stage. It would have been a great stage any time other than not having enough ammo, but that was a tough stage because of that. I think that hurt a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, I had a list of all the stages, like descriptions. And it, it wasn't in the right order. But, like, as we were going through, I was marking it off. So, like, towards the end of the match, I'm, like, looking, like, how many stages here have pistol? And if they have round counts, how many do they have? Because, like, I was I was getting pretty low. You know, and Tim's – we're both checking ammo, and it's like, well, if, if I run out – or if I get low, we can grab this or, you know, kind of planning. But, um, yeah, it was. It, it, I'm not a huge fan of dueling trees in matches as they just don't seem real consistent when you're shooting them. And depending on the lean and, like, where they're set up, it's like if I got a six-inch paddle and it's leaning the wrong way, well, really only the f- three inches at the edge is what's going to make it work and then you get situations where it folds up and it's like stuck in the middle and um it was a fun stage though 10 millimeter i know 10 millimeter (laughs) i i i know extra millimeter you were saying earlier you would pay a lot for an extra inch you only have (laughs) another 10 cents around for an extra millimeter (laughs) millimeter. that's all you need that's all you need ryan but yeah that's that's a um in general, I'm not a big fan of those. It was a fun stage, though. I, I don't say yeah. that taking away from the stage because no, it, it, it was a deceptively hard stage. Like you, well, you look at it and you're like, oh, it's just it's it, they're just right there, and you just shoot them, and it's and it's easy. And then it's like, oh, that's hard. Um, <laughs> well, the the for me the most fun part about it was Kayla would shoot, and I'd be ready where it was going to be. So yeah. you, you know a plate's going to come to here. So you can be waiting right there. And as yeah. soon as it flips around, you hit right back. And then you move forward. Yeah, you know, teamwork that was, on this page really did shine. That was the most yep, fun part about that. 
All right, so um, moving on from there, we get to the last stage of the match, and they're, and they're very close together. Like, yeah, you can you pretty can. much see – I think you can see them from the you two. You can, yeah. We'll try to describe this stage. This was a very, very fun stage. When the RO is explaining it to you, even reading it beforehand, and there's strength, you're like, I have no clue what the hell – is the, going the, on in this stage. This stage is easier to shoot than it is than to it is explain. to explain. It, it 100% is. <laughs> so to start off with, you have three, right? Yeah. Three of the infinity targets. So they're just a self-healing target. You spray paint them. So every time you shoot it, the paint flakes off. You can see where you shoot it. And I, um, I will say this. I don't shill for companies that don't sponsor my match. <clears throat> and... And Infinity Targets did not. I asked them to, and they did not. Best replacement for paper ever. Like, yeah, they're still reset, but it's way easier than it's way easier. And it, and yeah, just the I don't only know downside as a match director, if people are doubling like holes right on top of each other, it's hard. You, you kind of have to give them the benefit of the doubt because. Yes. Yeah, it's not like paper where you can see two holes next to each other. It's just one big missing. Um, yeah. this they were close enough. The RO could usually see. Well, yeah. no, they're um, far enough. They're far enough that if you were double tapping at twenty yards, go fuck yourself. You weren't. You weren't actually doubling that one. You know, uh, like, yeah, but the the coyote was pretty close. And well, like, the coyote maybe. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. no one was yeah. the coyote. The coyote, I I put real close because I wanted people to know they were shooting mm. a dog. <laughs> and and some people legitimately said that messed with them. Like it, it they hesitated. Um, I've been also I've been so a, trying to get a coyote kill with my pistol at my <laughs> in-laws' farms uh, with my carry gun. You know, every time I'm out there, I'm like, please, like a coyote, a raccoon, something. I need to get a I need right. to get a pistol kill. And that target was at four yards, and I had people miss the coyote. Like, hit the target, wow. miss the coyote, which did not count. Like, you had to be in the outline because it's at four. So, like, you yeah. know, that's for me to the door. Like, <laughs> So, um, three targets, two shooters with pistol. Each of you, or you had to put five shots on each target. Yeah. Not a, not a person, just overall. So, let's say Mark has no ammo and Kayla has all the ammo. She can put five rounds in each target and you're fine. You know, it didn't matter who shot what. You could each shoot a bunch of them. You know, we can, like, we shot the, like, I shot the closest, he shoot the furthest, and then the middle one, we both put, like, three or four tar rounds on just to be sure. Um, from there, you had a choice. There were two mini Ipsic, or mini poppers. Yep. That if you knocked them down, you could go around the door. If you didn't knock them down, and it was your choice, it was a control panel you were shooting. If not, you had to go through the door, which meant you had to move a bunch of tires that were in front of the door to then go through. So how much ammo do you have? How good are you at pistol? Um, they were very doable shots. My, my partner got to him before me. I wasn't shooting pistol all that well. Before I could even get lined up on the first one, he had knocked both of them down. So um, yeah. So you either go around the door or you go through it. When you got to the other side, and this is where it sounded a little confusing, um, you, your guns, your rifles were staged over there with mags sitting next to it. So you grab your gun and your mag, 
um, the carving shooter generally was the person. He would run to a wobble platform, and he had uh, Tiger, how many? A handful of infinity targets that he had to shoot. Uh, he had two five uh, rounds. One, yeah, one five round infinity target that he had. Okay, to, he had to put five rounds on an infinity target at like six yards, like it was <clears throat> blast away. And then the more, we'll say, precision shooter, which is what I did. You had four or five, five. little five. targets that you had to shoot. And this is where it gets con- a little confusing. There was a diamond target that your partner had to shoot from the wobble platform. So he had one shot to hit that. If he hit it on the first shot, I had a hostage target I had to shoot. You had to shoot it regardless. If he hit it, I got three tries at that hostage target. If he missed it, I got one try on that hostage target. So, um... He had to do his job. You had to do your job. Keep in mind, on this stage, at any point, any miss is a DNF. Except for the diamond. Except for the diamond. So if you drop the shot on pistol for some reason, the first thing, you DNF. Except for the control panel. You could shoot that at that as much as you want. Yeah. Um, If he missed any shots on the infinity target, which you really shouldn't at that distance, but – or. If I fail to, if I can't shoot one of those little ones, DNF. So, um, in my case, my partner made a great shot on the diamond. He hit it. So I got three rounds now to hit, which was a cowboy behind a pig. And so, there really, right? And there really wasn't much of the cowboy sticking out. Like it was a yep. pretty tough shot. Here, if I shoot the pig, that's a no shoot. That's a DNF. Yep. So in, in my case, I held. I aimed a little on the high side. I thought I got three hits. I got three chances here. I'm going to air should hit. But if it doesn't hit, it's it's over top. I got a first round hit on it. We were done. It was a it was a pretty decent time on that. I was pretty happy with it. The, but the fastest way to shoot that <clears throat> section was for the carbine shooter to not even take aim at the diamond. Oh, yeah. Put one in the bar, like, swing over, put one in the berm, trust your precision shooter to make that single hit. That was the fastest. Maybe. I'll be honest. I'll, I'll tell you my perspective. I didn't have a clue what the fuck the pig was. Your wife versus the cowboy. It was just a bunch of steel, and I just shot at the top of the steel and knocked the cowboy down. And they're like, "You're good." And I was like, (laughs) "I don't know." I feel really good about that. Yeah, (laughs) thank you for that. What am I (laughs) doing here? (laughs) Yeah, we we got real lucky on that one. But yeah, that one. Kayla smoked that diamond, and like she shot great. I watched you guys shoot several stages. She shot great, by the way. She did. She's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. when I you hit know, that cowboy, I felt really good. Like that, I say that it saved our match, not in terms of points or scoring, but the last stage of the match, you want to feel good about you, you shot your match a, right. Yeah. Yeah. You ended yeah. on the right yeah. note, and that was what it was. I think, interestingly, on that stage, and I don't know why this is necessarily, there seemed to be a speed limit on that stage because. At the end of the match, when you looked at the scores, like the top 
handful of shooters. There was a lot of times that were really stacked up kind of close together. Yep. And, yeah, I don't and, know. And that's a weird one. I've shot matches that the, have – I don't know if it was the world. Like, yeah, uh, I because know. I've shot matches with activators and things that yeah. go at a certain speed, yeah. and, like, it, it kind of – everyone shoots at the same speed because it's kind of just the activator and that kind of thing. There was nothing like that on this stage, but when I looked at it, I was like, man, everyone's really stacked up kind of the same. And, yep. again, it, it was a tough stage because you had just gone 10 – you know, 10K, like six hard miles, or in our case, like nine some hard miles. And then you've got to do a sprint between bays and then make some really tight precision shots. So, I mean, like yeah. my scope 4.5 is as low as I can go. So my transitions on those targets was a little slower than I would have liked because like on a 20-yard shot, you're zoomed in a little bit more than... I wouldn't normally zoom in 4.5 for a 20-yard shot. You know, that's a little bit more than I <laughs> Right. Than the I need. dot was ruled there. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it wasn't – if I shot that more often, I would have been a little bit quicker because you can kind of prairie dog it, you know, look up and back down. But um, fun fun stage. That was that was really a, a neat Yeah, that sold the format. match. Yeah. yeah. So after that, you could almost see the finish line. Um, you hustled on in, in my case, um, my calves were like, I, I said earlier, I had some calf issues towards the end and it wasn't just, they weren't sore. They were locking up. Like at one point out in the course, I, I couldn't move for like 45 seconds because it just, I don't know if you guys ever had that where a muscle just like yeah. decides to tighten up. And so like, Your I'm trying like to run, that. dude, I was trying to run in with Tim and like, I first, I was putting out you know i mean i put 100 percent, but like i was moving quick and then as we were getting closer i could just feel that muscle can you know tightening up and i had to like back off on the speed to not just have the thing turn into a big you know piece of rock but um yeah you hustled on in and, and you were done and piece of cake right <laughs> easy day easy day so um awesome match Easily the most challenging match that I have shot in um, a long, long time. Uh, I'm I'm proud of myself. So we, I think we were fourth in the 15K, which I was fairly happy with. Uh, I was expecting to do, we were the only team, we were second shooting. So I was really happy about that. We were the only team, I think the whole weekend, me and Ty were talking about, I think the only weekend, between 10K or 15K that only DNF'd one stage. Every other team DNF'd two or more stages. Now, we got beat because the teams that maybe DNF'd two stages shot a lot of the other stages quicker than us. Yeah. We're a little more calculated. And the other thing is, you say, well, only one DNF. Well, when you've got 13 stages, each stage means a little bit less. Right. Points-wise. So, yeah. You know, we, I thought we did a little bit better than that. I think my running hurt us a little bit, just cramping up. And then um, we were a little slow on some stuff. My, my, I take, my pistol was really, really rough that on Saturday. So, um, but it was a great match. I mean, I thought I had, I had fun and said, we, we were happy to shoot as clean as we did. I mean, I, the whole match, I shot less than a hundred rounds of six, five Creedmoor. 
So I, I, I shot. I, 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 I did not. I did <laughs> not. I, I had probably my worst <clears throat> rain day in the history of my life <laughs> on the day that I like, I, I apologize to Leslie multiple times. Um, I expended over 400 rounds of ammunition on this course. <laughs> so yeah. Not, well, not, I mean, like, I, I pistol, I you know, shoot as cleanly. <laughs> uh, you know, as we were building these stages, the, the tagline was, you know, sounds like a shooter problem. And then we go and start shooting and like, we're like, well, shit, now we're the shooters and it's our problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You'll, uh, you will have that. It was, I mean, I was happy with, I was very happy with my rifle shooting. Um, I feel like I really pulled my weight there because a couple of the stages that we didn't DNF that other teams DNF really came down to long range precision rifle. I mean, yeah. the a frame stage, that's where most people were DNFing the long range stage. It was the, yeah. Yeah. So we, I think we ended up third for the Jack and Jill teams, but there was only like six this year, but solid. What, That's still solid. The, the part that we really took away was we were like 18th out of 40 or 50 or 60 must've been 60, 10 K. How many 10 K were there? Tiger 40. Uh, I think we're 18th on shooting for out of 40 for 10k so we beat a lot of man-man teams so you can't feel bad about that and then you know no. our run our run was a walk so we don't feel bad about that either yeah but yeah we had yeah, a you good guys time did great yeah so yeah and that's i mean getting out and shooting i i i regret that where we're at with kids in our life and school and things like mary couldn't shoot it with me because that I love shooting that with her back in 2020 or whatever when, when yeah. 2020, yeah. And it, it is fun shooting with your wife. You got the whole weekend. I mean, I've, yeah, that's, that's awesome that, and there was a lot of women. There was, a, a, we've talked about this before because of the team match thing. And there tends to be more couples and there was a lot of women out there shooting, which was, which is awesome because that's not as, I, I see more women at running guns. Than I do three gun typically, but it, it's underrepresented in what we do. And it's, it's nice to, to have that, you know? Yeah, no, we had a great time. That's, that's the biggest thing too. It's like, when else are you going to get out with your wife and do six miles with guns and shooting and stuff like that? It's like, you can't ask for that. And it's like, we had a you great live in time. Chicago? Yeah. Right. <laughs> And live six miles from work. Right. <laughs> yeah. So um, we're going to wrap this up. We've gone about an hour here. This is pretty long. I had a feeling 13 stages to go over in a match and all the other things with it. I figured this was going to be long. Um, Mark, wrap up your, you know, give us a quick wrap up for yourself. All right. So my, my takeaways were, again, it's all about the training you put into it. You know, this year, we did a different run strategy than last year. We did a lot more zone two stuff. If you're into running, you'll know what zone two is. You can Google that. We did that kind of running instead of the running we did last year. We didn't do as much dry fire and we felt that on the stages, but we had a great time. Just again, it's 
what 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 do you want to do with your wife or your spouse or your significant other, husband, wife, whatever you want to do, you want to call it in 2023? You know, how do you get out there and get that kind of training? You know, find something that gets you guys excited to do something together. That's what it was all about. And that was what it was about last year. It was all about like, hey, let's spend an hour one time a week to do something together. And this is why we're always going to bully Tiger about you're done, but you're not really done. You're you're going to get us back out there. You'll you'll find your way. So that was my big but takeaway. We had there, a great time there shooting. There are other it. things happening. There are other things happening, but like getting my wife out to the 700 yard range. That was the first time this year, and so getting her out there shooting farther than she's ever shot before. That's value added. You can't go wrong with that. And then doing the pistol stuff. Like just whatever you can do to get, even if it's not your wife, if it's your best friend, you know, you don't have to have the female dynamic. Like your your buddy, he says, oh yeah, I like to shoot. But does he like to shoot like this? Does he like to be sweaty and his calves are stiff legs? He looks like he's walking on peg legs, like Ryan Dixon out there. You know, like that's where you really find your friends. And so that's, that's, Again, that's the whole takeaway for me. It's like you can't experience this any other way. You can say, oh, we go shooting on the weekends. That's fun. But like to really push it, you can't. The money is nothing for what you're getting out of it, in my opinion. So. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, my, you know, my takeaways, it, it, it confirmed the things that I knew that I need to work on. And um it is. It's awesome doing matches with friend. This is the first match, team match I've shot with Tim. You know, we've shot a lot of running guns at the same time. You know, same matches, but never together. Um, and yeah, it was awesome. I mean, it was just. It's just a great time. Like I said, I love team matches. If you have a chance, go do one because they're they're a blast. Um, yeah, I, I won't say a lot because we 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 need to wrap this up. Tiger, we'll let you finish this off because um, this is your match. Again, thanks for putting it on. Um, and I know, you know, John Drosser, um, gosh, name some of the other people that were like, I know there was a handful of people out there setting up beforehand. We really want to thank them. And also all the sponsors. Um, well, and, and the other people that helped us at the, to make us, to make the ROs have a good time. Like John's yeah. wife, the uh mike's wife all the people that help yeah. cook the people yeah that there's help, people that help cook um, those kind of people the, the sponsors you know i want a hrt um plate carrier and chest rig i, I actually uh, if you've watched our youtube if you listen on facebook or instagram or whatever the i did a, like a little review of some different plate plate carriers and chest rigs and kind of talked about some of the things i liked about the hrt that's awesome. You know, they, they don't have to do that. So, um, go, Absolutely. go, all those people go, go thank them. Support them. So yep. Tiger, wrap us up real quick. Um, yeah. Uh, it's, you're, it's kind of hard, hard to wrap it up. You know, it's, it's six years, six years, man. Um, like you said, John Drosser, uh, God, God bless him. I don't know why he's my best friend, but he is, uh, Jeff DeFord is another one uh he's actually so so i have a few friends john's husband number one uh dustin jones he's husband number two he he hauled my ass out there jeff called him my my frodo because he carries me everywhere 
Jeff got um, he'd Jeff be got Sam upgraded. then. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it is. Um, but uh, Jeff got upgraded from main side bitch to sugar mama number one because <laughs> um, he put a couple of Glocks on the table. Like this guy shows up on Sun on Monday, helps build all week, and puts two full Glocks plus mags plus everything on the table. Like you're you're not gonna find them anywhere else. Uh, all of my sponsors, you know, Thunderbee, Smokes, uh, Night Force, HRT, all the way down, you know, Bluegrass Targets. God, I can't even imagine. The bipods. The, yeah, the B&T Industries with the bipods, the side match. Um, what are the, the Dry Fire? What are those Dry Fire companies? Manus. I know some stuff out Manus there. Manus. That, yeah. A couple um, barrel companies. Yeah, Krieger was there. Um, there's a list on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, go look it up. Go buy from these people. You can literally build entire ranges, matches, rifles, um, carrier gear. You could outfit units and never buy from people who don't support this sport. So, so don't. Don't buy from people who don't support this sport. If you love this sport, like that's that's the answer. Because they don't. Yeah, have to. if there's if there's an option, yeah, yeah, buy buy from the people who. And nine times out of ten, it's a better quality product, anyways. Like on honest to God, the companies that support us put together some of the best products out there. I don't just say yeah, that. We we beat the piss out of it. We beat the piss out of everything they give us, and yeah. it, it goes, it goes on. And, and know? they're sending, and there's they've got shooters. You know, they've got their sponsored shooters that are they're sending these matches, and they're they're finding out. What's breaking? What's not? What's needed? I mean, there's there's yeah. HRT had people out there. You know, they had they had yeah. one of the owners, one of the co-owners or whatever is set up and the stage in our road, and yeah. they're out there. And then you know, hey, here's the thing: it, after it, the match, Miles. Yeah. I mean, you know, he helped me with some practice score shit that I didn't. You know, he's like he sponsored, he ro'd, he he did all of that. And then, and how do you thank uh, Lorray? Uh, she's she works for Lucas Oil out there. Without her, that this doesn't happen. She like was in a pretty bad car accident earlier in the year. Yeah, still not healed up, and she's out there trying to help us out. And it's really not like she's not getting paid extra money to do that. She's doing it because she's an amazing person. Right. Oh, another one. Kevin and Jerry both are owed and they have their own match. So go support their matches, go to their match in, in Wisconsin, do that kind of stuff. That was uh if you check back a couple videos slash podcast, the Badger Trekker, that was, that was theirs. I mean, you, you yeah. will find the people who help out in this sport. <laughs> don't just help out in one place. They help no. out in a lot of the places. It, it's yeah. everywhere. Um, but yeah, so to kind of wrap up here, uh, before we cut out again, uh, just thank you to everyone who who made it who made it the magic that it was. You know, Mark, you said it last year. You said you could have came in dead last, and it would it would have been a win for you because of the training for your wife. I I you I talk to you guys all the time about it. Uh, Zombie never clicked with the community like Legion or Heartbreak or any of those do, but worth every penny worth every minute every penny uh and thank thank you everybody 
for for showing up for doing it. Yeah, absolutely. You're muted, Ryan. There I just go. saw that. Thank you. Um, I know this has been long. If you hang, if you've hung with us, thank you guys. Um, we'll try to get some others. We still got to do the Legion after action, and we've actually got some topics. We've I've got a list of topics. We're going to try to get back into doing these more regularly. Life's just been crazy for everyone, but I think we've got some cool topics that should help a lot of people. We're, we're planning one on uh, how to win a, a long-range stage. So we are, I've, I've ordered a lot of long-range stages this year. I've seen where people succeed and where people struggle. We want to help you out. So if you're one of those people succeeding – Next year, you're going to come back and crush it, you know, so and we'll have Mike in on that because Mike has won a whole lot of long range stages. He he's he's got the tiger shoots PRS. He knows we've all got the experience. We're going to we're going to give you some things to help you. So um, I think we got some gear things coming up. You know, we're going to do some um, rifle. I want to do a rifle podcast on kind of building or building up your AR for competition. You know, what most people use. Uh, we got some other stuff coming for you. So um, thanks for listening. Hope we see you out in the range.